like I did last month, I'm going to use a, a secular song as a launching point for the confession of sin. As you know, Michael's been slowly going through the fruit of the Spirit, and that seems a little bit more holy, so I thought maybe it's a good idea for me to assure you that it's not my intent to slowly work through the Billboard Top 100 songs, <laughs> right? But recently, a, a college experience came to my mind, and I ended up being somewhat convicted by it, and so I thought I would share it. The memory was of someone from my freshman year who loved to play Jim Morrison in The Doors, and he loved to play it so that we all got to hear it whether we wanted to or not. Now, Jim Morrison was a, a famous rock musician in the 60s who gave himself over to a debauched life, and he died in his 20s because of it. And in this particular song, he starts out by pompously reciting several lines verbally before going into the song. And it went like this. When I was back there in seminary school, there was a man there who put forth the proposition that you could petition the Lord with prayer. Petition the Lord with prayer. Petition the Lord with prayer. You cannot petition the Lord with prayer, he shouted, and then went into the song. And I had a strong dislike, of course, for the beginning of that song back in college, but I refreshed my memory by listening to it again recently, and I was deeply disturbed. Now, I was deeply disturbed to hear this unbeliever blaspheming God like that. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, well, what did you expect? He's, a, he's an unbeliever. Isn't the confession of sin about us, about believers convicted of their sin and repenting and confessing their sin and seeking forgiveness, why are you bringing up Jim Morrison. I'll tell you why. It's because it exposes me for the hypocrite that I can so often be. The Holy Spirit convicted me. So this isn't a rant against Jim Morrison. This is a criticism of me. And maybe you might be able to see yourself at least a little bit in it as well. It's easy to be self-righteously angry, or at least it's easy for me to be self-righteously angry with the some man's blasphemy with an unbeliever's denial of God. But, and, and they can rightly be criticized, of course. They need, they need the gospel. But if you could see every moment of my day, I'm afraid that too often it would look like I agree with Jim Morrison, that too often my actions parallel the Jim Morrisons of the world. Psalm 92, 1 through 2, It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. Psalm 59, 16, But I will sing of your strength. I will sing aloud of your steadfast love in the morning. For you have been to me a fortress and a refuge in the day of my distress. Many other passages speak in similar ways. There's Psalm 5.3 and 143.8 and 90.14. These are just a few examples. There's Psalm 119.147 that says, I rise before dawn and cry for help. I hope in your words. Then Isaiah 54 reminds us that it's God who awakens us morning by morning. So God gives us each breath. He gives us each new morning. He gives us a new day. And Scripture speaks many times of spending time in prayer in that morning that God gives to us. I think Pastor has mentioned 
on more than one occasion, Martin Luther, who said, if I fail to spend two hours in prayer each morning, the devil gets the victory through the day. Now, I'm not trying to write a law for anyone this morning, a what or where, a when or a how long for you and your personal devotion, but how often do we get so bogged down in the cares of life or, or so wrapped up in the entertainments of life that we neglect to petition the Lord, that we neglect to bring praise and thanksgiving to God? How often does it seem like we believe that you cannot petition the Lord with prayer? So this memory came to me and I started to think through it and I, I started to ask myself, how often do my actions look like the psalmist in 119? How often do I rise before dawn and cry for help? How often do I emulate my Savior when Scripture tells us he rose early in the morning and went to a secluded place to pray in Mark 1.35? Does it too often look like we don't think God is there, that he's distant and he doesn't hear? None of us will say that, and we don't believe that, but how often do our actions seem as if we do? And, and this isn't just about carving out a little bit of time for prayer in each day. It's more comprehensive than that. This is about our heart attitudes throughout the day. Listen to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So we see that prayer is to be never ceasing, and this comprehensive command comes between two others. Rejoice always and give thanks in all things. So scripture isn't telling us here that every single word that comes out of our mouth has to be a prayer or every single thought has to be a prayer. Some commentators speak about the sense of this being that we should be ready or quick to prayer. Others talk about needing to live with a devotional frame of mind. And I think those two ideas work very well together because if we're not living with the things of God in our minds throughout the day, then we're certainly not going to be quick to prayer. So we see here uh, a picture of what every hour of every day should be for us as believers, and it doesn't look like you cannot petition the Lord with prayer. So men like Jim Morrison tell us that there is no God or that he's distant, that uh, he, he doesn't hear us. And if you'll allow me Two more examples, just to get the Billboard 100 out of my system. Uh, we have John Lennon, right, who tells us, imagine there's no heaven, it's easy if you try, no hell below us, above us only sky. The group Kansas told people, all we are is dust in the wind. And philosophers like Friedrich Nietzsche told us that God is dead. And we easily recognize in these men these anti-Christ sentiments. But how do we live each moment of our lives? You know, are we quick to anger, frustration, despair? Are we quick to curse our situation when it's not to our liking? Are we too often forgetful of God? Or do we go through our lives with a devotional frame of mind? Are we continually aware of God's providential care? Do we say with Job, are we quick to say with Job, I know my Redeemer lives, and at the last will stand upon the earth. So rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 
This reminds us of our need to confess our sins. So let's do so now silently, being confident in this, that our God is a gracious, merciful, and forgiving God. Let's pray silently.